Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I had a bit of a conundrum concerning our family's tithing lately, that is, giving to the church. As a member of this congregation, we give weekly offerings to Faith Lutheran, and we give online to avoid the frustration of forgetting our checkbook week after week. Maybe this is like a millennial problem, I don't know. We just switched from giving via easy tithe to our church's new tithely service and are already appreciating the lower fees with, uh, with the new platform. Now the conundrum came when I had to decide whether we wanted to give with our credit card or directly from our bank account. If we chose to give with our checking account, the fees would be lower uh, for the church and for us. But we would need uh, to make sure that we had enough in our account every week to avoid overdrawing. If we gave by credit card, we would avoid this latter problem since we can negotiate credit card payments. But of course, the fees are a little bit higher. Now, if you won't mind indulging me, I'm going to get a little nerdy here uh, with my theological reasoning, so bear with me, folks. I guess, what can I say? It's what I do. (laughs) Some preliminary, perhaps trivial, but nevertheless thought-provoking questions came up for me as I revisited the process of electronic giving to our congregation once again. First, I pondered the question, what does it mean to give with a credit card that you will owe money on in the future instead of giving out of money that you've already earned in the past. Is there a difference giving on credit instead of cash? Or are all gifts honored the same in the eyes of God? For the church, the results are more or less the same. Let me say off the bat, all gifts are equally appreciated in the church office. These questions pertain to the intent of the giver and how these are reflective of our faith walk? Is there a difference between giving money that you have earned in the past or money that you will owe in the future? It is a question worth thinking about, even if it feels trivial trivial in the end. As I pondered this question, a deeper, more significant theological conundrum came up for me as I continued to reflect about the process of online giving. The conundrum is this. In our free will offering to the church, what does it mean for us to earn reward points on our financial gifts to our congregation? As with many credit cards, we have been automatically enrolled in rewards programs that provide personal benefits for us on purchases and even donations that we make with the card. So the question came up. Is it wrong to be rewarded with 1% or so of our gift to the church for our personal benefit? Is our offering somehow less genuine, less generous, or less faithful 
if we might gain a personal benefit in return? Should one avoid giving to God when any personal benefit or reward, even a mere 1%, is involved? After all, I have personally been kind of critical of how generous a gift can be if the giver benefits personally in some way from the donation. I remember reading a Missoulian article several years ago about how businesses now budget to be generous and give back to the community out of any profits that they make, proposing that new businesses these days try to act towards the common good as much as towards owner or board interests. I was intrigued and drawn in by this article. Was the business in question giving money to help the needs of the hunger, uh, needs of hunger and poverty and homelessness that are so rampant in high cost areas like Missoula? As it turns out, no, <laughs> not at all. While I do not remember the name of the business in particular, I remember that it involved outdoor equipment, specifically watercraft like surfboards and paddleboards. The charity that they support? Paying for the artificial waves on the Clark Fork as it runs through Missoula. Yeah, sure, charity for a business that directly profits from people buying their boards to surf those same waves that they're paying for, right? Learning to navigate my way around the IRS and taxes, I was kind of disturbed to realize that our gifts to ministry and other nonprofits that support truly charitable causes are treated the same as wealthy donors giving to universities where their children might attend and be treated favorably because their parents or grandparents are big donors. More frustrating for one wary of corruption in our government Gifts to political campaigns. Gifts where policies can be directly influenced for the benefit of the donor are viewed in the IRS the same as though they were given to a soup kitchen, domestic violence shelter, or free clinic. All of these charitable gifts seem tainted by self-interest in ways that have often made me shake my head. So, is it wrong to give to a church with a credit card if there are personal rewards involved? I think the answer to this question is no, but with a few caveats. First off, the size of the reward is quite a bit smaller than influence that can be bought with, say, a large donation to a university or a political campaign. At least to me, Scale matters when pondering the ethics of such questions. And the scale of the personal benefit in question is fairly small. More than that though, I believe that God cares more about the hearts and intentions with which we give than any of the material benefits involved. So long as one is more focused on the generosity with which they give to God and God's church, then I do not believe that a credit card reward program is really the problem or a problem. Just as it has long been a challenge for anyone to give to a congregation while expecting to be treated as God's favorite for how much money they throw around, still today, God loves a humble giver 
now as much as ever. Credit cards, digital checking accounts, cash, money orders, stocks, bonds, etc. None of these are what God really focuses on. God cares about the heart behind it all. King in Christ, I encourage you to be generous. And I especially encourage you to be more generous with your hearts than with your wallets. So, what does my reflection have to do with this week's text? Am I just blubbering for no reason? Don't answer that. <laughs> well, perhaps I'm blubbering, but I hope not. In Isaiah 58, we hear about the exiles who had returned from their Babylonian exile to reoccupy the promised land, being very religious on the surface, but being very insincere in their worship. The text says of the people, Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Through the prophet, the Lord saw how hard they worked to be holy. They fasted. They prayed. They bowed their heads and laid themselves low in sackcloth and ashes. They were a people who knew how to prioritize the praise of God as their deliverer. So what was the problem? To put it simply, their hearts were not right. While on one level it seemed like they did everything according to the ways of the Lord, beneath the surface all was not as it appeared. They went through the motions of prioritizing and praising the ways of God. But behind the scenes, Isaiah tells us that the people fought with each other. They pointed fingers of judgment at their neighbors, and they desired for bad things to happen to each other. Worse than that, they overlooked the needs of the hungry, refused to help ease the pain of the afflicted, and turned a blind eye to injustice. Though they claimed that they desired the righteousness of God within their, in their midst, their hearts went another way. They only wanted the help of God to help themselves. And their worship turned hollow as soon as the Lord expected anything of them. Brothers and sisters of the cross, it is good for us to worship, to pray, to give, and even to fast unto the Lord. The way of the Lord is a way of piety and faithfulness. However, we do not come before the Lord's throne out of self-interest. We do not feed people just because it makes us feel good. Though I hope we can celebrate the good work we do when we provide food for the hungry. We feed the hungry simply because they are hungry. So it is with other things. We give to the church to support the ministry of the gospel in our midst. Not because we believe we are buying the Lord's favor or any nonsense like that. We help our neighbors when they are in need. Simply because they need help. 
Not because we expect that they will owe us something in the future. Finally, we worship God simply because God is worthy of our praise. And God inspire us to do all of these things with pure hearts that always seek and pure hearts that always seek the ways of God earnestly and honestly. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.